Welcome to the podcast that passes poor performance on pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Darren Duncan, alongside with my best friend, Audie Marsh. We're just a couple of cool cats casually causing some chaos with conversation. We're here to entertain you, not hurt your feelings, so don't blame us. What's up, dude? What's up, man? You excited for tonight or what? Oh, yeah, dude. This is this is a big deal, man. This yeah. This is a really big deal. We got uh, Peter Anthony from Friday the 13th fan film fame. This guy's the shit, man. I'm I can't excited. wait to talk to him and uh, and hear all this fucking crazy shit that he's been through. And Yeah. What I, it's like know, to be on the inside of making all, fan films. Like all week, I have done nothing at work because of Friday. Right. <laughs> I'm just like. I get to work. I was like, I want to go home. <laughs> right. Fucking brainstorm yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so before we bring him in, we want to give a huge shout out to Rip It Energy Fuel, the greatest energy drink on the fucking planet. They support the military, and uh, we appreciate that so much. So that's why we uh, support them. And go buy some goddamn Rip It Energy drinks. I love And um, if you don't have them in your area, you can get them on Amazon. So mm. go do it. <laughs> Amazing. Should we bring... Let's bring yeah, Peter let's, in, well, man. I think we've we've wasted enough time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's up, dude? What's up, man? Is this your Hi. first show or second show? This is our sixth, I think. Yeah. Sixth. Our sixth ah. episode. Yeah. This is our sixth I, episode. I thought I would special fuck this shit, dude. <laughs> well, you're you're like you're, you're like our first special guest. <laughs> Because uh, before yeah. this, we've always been solo. <laughs> Our first guest was last week, so. Oh, how'd that go? It was good, man. It was fun. The guy was a, a sideshow, like a freak show artist, so he'd like lift car batteries with his pierced stick, and he ripped it in half. So it was a really interesting story. For real? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he got his fucking finger amputated like two days before the uh, the podcast, so it was just, it was yeah. fucking nuts. You'll have to go back and check it out. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a dude I would not want to fight. Yeah, Married. he's gotta, like, he's, he's been gotta, through some shit. I gotta step my material up if I gotta follow that. Yeah, Holy yeah shit. right. <laughs> Get that dick, dick pierced. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. I think he's out after that. He's like, nope. Yeah, I'm sure you've done several things and aren't aren't afraid of many things, but lifting a car battery with your pierced dick is probably not one of them, right? It's not even a afraid thing. It just doesn't make any sense, you know. <laughs> right. And I'm not taking away because it's obviously a brave move, especially if it's already pierced. You have the hole already to rip. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think know. D- Darren and I were talking about that. We were like, Darren was like, "Dude, what would you do if you had to get it pierced? Like, what extreme? Like, would it be like to save a family member, a million dollars?" And I literally sat there for like ten minutes. Like, I don't. I, I rest in peace to whatever family member. It looks like I'm going broke. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I was like, mm mm. Like, I don't even eat hot wings because it's like, I got other ways to prove I'm tough. I'm not going to punish myself. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, fuck exactly. that, dude. Um, so, I'm excited to talk to you, man. First of all, thanks for hopping on with us. I know you're a busy guy, so to take time out of your Friday night to hang out with us really means a lot to me. I appreciate it. No, man, you, you, what you've done for me, uh, like, uh, your reviews, man, I share them with everybody because you're awesome. so passionate. It's like not fake. It's not bullshit. You're not trying to kiss ass. You're just real excited like a fan like I am. So right. when I see 
through reviews, man. I, I share them with everyone. So that, that's the least I can do. You get excited and, and like you're just honest. Like you got the beer, you got your your like laptop. Like, I just finished this shit. And let me tell you, it's fucking <laughs> great, dude. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty unconventional YouTuber. I'm always honest and I say naughty words or I'll be half drunk in the thing or I'll do bootleg fucking trailers with my phone up to the laptop. Like, fuck it, yeah. man. <laughs> if you don't like it, there's other YouTubers out there to watch. Go watch them, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> real. It's right. Real. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, man. So where are you from, dude? I know you're on the East Coast. Where'd you like grow up and shit? What was that like? So the town here is called Wallingford, but it's right next to New Haven, Connecticut. Most people will recognize that. Okay. So uh, grew up here my whole life. I moved to Florida in 2000 to yeah. 2002 for work. I was in St. Petersburg. Um yeah. So uh, what did I do? So I've been in sales since I was 18 and, and I started selling bodybuilding supplements back when I was, I used to be a lot bigger Audi. They used to be jacked and not a fat mess like I am now. <laughs> and, uh, and I moved to Florida and my boss was the head of um, a supplement distribution company for all of the South. And he was good friends with Macho Man Hogan. So I was arm wrestling Macho Man. I got pictures. I was lifting with Terry Bolia, Hulk Hogan, and I was getting all free supplements back when I was like 20, 22. So that, that was great down there. But then, like, the recession kind of happened, and nobody was buying supplements anymore, so I moved back up uh, to the north. Okay. Yeah. But let me so, tell you, dude, I had a girlfriend down there, and that was that was not good because uh, there's too much opportunity down there for sure. <laughs> Especially, like, when you're from the north, you got this, like, cocky bravado, I guess. I don't realize the southern guys yeah. don't have, and the chicks fucking love it. Right. And the accent, man, like, it's anywhere yeah. you go, if you sound different, you're automatically jumped up on the hot scale. 100%. You know what I mean? Earrings and shit, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So when did you get, how early did you get into, like, uh, horror films and, and why Jason so much? Dude, my mom used to, my mom was 100 pounds, right? She's a little Cuban lady from Cuba. She used to make me watch, like, Murder, She Wrote and all kinds of stuff like that. My mother loved that stuff. She wasn't on the slasher end, but in her defense, slasher really didn't come around until the late 70s, 80s. Right. So she would, like, watch scary movies with me and, and almost, like, in the middle range and Exorcist and stuff. And I just fell in love with it, dude. I mean, I like I said, we didn't have a TV in our room. So, but there was a downstairs and remember back in the day, I don't know how old you guys are, but all there was was the first cable was HBO. So that right. was the first one where you could mm-hmm. see full swearing, nudity, everything else. I mean, you could watch yep. USA up all night or Joe Bob, but it was cut out and the swears and the nudity and all that. So like I would go to sleep at like 10, 30, 11, I'd wake up, pretend I was going to pee and I would go downstairs and turn on HBO and just watch Friday the 13th. And I would, I would draw masks on paper. And just wear them on my face. My mother come downstairs, six years old, and there I am sitting <laughs> with a paper mask on, watching Friday Thirteenth. She's like, "What's wrong with you?" Right? <laughs> it wasn't. No, it, wasn't sexy. it wasn't sexy back then to watch horror like it is now. It was different. Right. It was weird with you. Yeah. I get a lot of shit because my son's only six, and like he don't even know who like Spider Man and Superman and that shit is really. Like he knows who they are, but he don't care. He don't want Superman shoes. He wants fucking Jason shoes. And I'm like. They don't yeah. make that shit, man. <laughs> you know? yeah. but, but people but, look down on me for that. And it's like, fuck you. Don't worry about what I'm doing. You know, no, but look at your room. Like n- my parents didn't have a room like that or like my room, you know, with all the, you can't see it, but all the J you seen my room before. Right. With all right. The J- behind me. So like nobody had that. So now your, de- your son or your daughter wants to be cool. Like their dad, you know, right. Before, yeah. different. You had, the, you were like a loner if you did it before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely more accessible and appreciated and things like that. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, there, there's some horror movies. My daughter is like, hey, dad, you ever seen this? I'm like, no. 
was like, oh, it's like the best war movie ever. I'm like, where are you watching this? Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. You know, I have access it's, to everything. Yeah, it's everywhere now, especially if you yeah. got fucking 10 different streaming platforms. Yeah. It's still cheaper than cable, dude. If you got like all the fucking streaming platforms, yeah. it's still cheaper than cable. So I'm like, I don't even got cable. I just got fucking Shutter and Netflix, Hulu. I got all that shit. Same here. It's, it's cheaper, dude. So my kids just hop on there and watch whatever the fuck they want. The only yeah. thing I try to keep them away from is like the sex stuff. Cause yeah, I'd rather explain decapitation and how it's fake than have to explain what sex is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Ella, my niece, you've seen pictures with my niece, right? Right. She's, uh, 16 now. So the only Friday 13th, cause my brother's really strict and I don't want to be a dick, you know? Right. So the only one we saw was part six and there's no nudity or sex. And there's only that one scene in the RV where she's riding them. I knew it was coming. So I just, but they still had clothes on. Right. So, so I fast forwarded that because I, I, I landed Darcy DeMoss for Vengeance too. I talked to her all the time. Yeah. So um, I, I fast forwarded that. She watched six and she loved it. But I want to make her watch seven and then watch Rosebud right after it. But there's a lot of nudity in seven. So I've got to like pre mark down where the fuck it all is so I can go through it. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, hey, why don't you uh, go give me a pop out of the refrigerator real quick? Like, again, that's like the eighth pop, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I get it though. I, I fuck. That's why I want to keep him away from it too. So that's cool that you're not just shitting on your brother. Like, oh fuck you. I'm gonna show her anyway. Yeah, because I wouldn't like it if he did that to me. You know. Yeah, absolutely. But let him make so, the decision. You know. Yeah, for sure. And then I don't know. He can have that whole daddy daughter talk. You know. They know it in school with the, with the internet. I mean, there's kids like that are 14 that put porn on their phones now. Yeah. So they know a lot more than we did back then, for sure. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, it's, like when it's it, definitely when, like it, you know, TikTok is like softcore porn. Yeah, I'm like, wow, part, yeah, and I gotta, yeah, I, I keep my kids away from that and the Snapchat and stuff. Well, uh, look, look, look at the music videos, look at little Nas X getting fucked in the rear by the devil. Yeah, you know, no, before, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. crazy. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, I get it, the whole shock value because you know, Darren and I used to have to stay up till three or four o'clock in the morning to watch a Marilyn Manson video. Yeah, you know, right, uh, and that was at night they would show him. Um, but now it's just like, yeah. you know, I'm playing like uh, the virus protector for computers now with my kids. I'm like, nope, nope, you know, like yeah. I gotta keep them off of it just to keep them pure. <laughs> it was yeah. a big deal that Madonna wore a wedding dress and sang like a virgin and rolled around on stage sexual. That was a big deal back right. in the day. TV awards remember that yeah dude elvis presley got banned um because he shook his fucking hips you know they called him elvis the pelvis and when uh he was on the ed sullivan show they filmed him from the from like the belly button up or whatever and then jim morrison got banned because he grabbed the camera and pointed it at his dick and so yeah. the doors got lifetime banned from ed sullivan and yeah Damn, that's that was like the 60s though it was so tame yeah. back then you know Dude, the the first TV show to ever show a bedroom, a woman and man's bedroom, was the um, Honeymooners. And the first uh, show ever on TV to show a man and a woman laying in their bed at night was the Brady Bunch. Because that was right. no, no. Yeah, I remember uh, watching like I Love Lucy on Nick at Night and they had separate beds. Yes. And I remember telling my dad like, what? Like, what the fuck? And he's like, that's how it <laughs> yeah. was, dude. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, but why the fuck I get married? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's fucking nuts to me. Yeah. So why Jason so much? Why are you so big into him? What what is it about him that just intrigues you so much? Um, I think, man, it's pretty tough, but you guys tell me. I think between one and four 
that's the best storyline of any three or four in a row. Now, I, I think Nightmare on Elm Street 1 through 3 is pretty awesome. 2 is a little right. weird. But 1 through 4, Halloween 1 through 4, kind of, except for 3. But I think 1 through 4, Jason, really tells that story. Um, for, I mean, really, 1 through 6, if you throw out 5. Um, right. So besides the story, it was just, man, I grew up in... I was like an alpha and I was playing sports and fighting and I always wanted to be big and jacked. And he was just so menacing and powerful and he didn't say anything. And I, plus I like being scared. You know, I like roller coasters. I've always liked being scared like that. So it's like, can you get through it? And then I think this is the thing that we talks about. I know you guys will agree. He was the first guy that became like an anti-hero. Right. Where you were, you were watching horror films to root for the murderer. Like that was the first time ever, like just how like the rock or stone cold became the anti-hero in wrestling, where you were liking you rooted for a heel. I think Jason was the first guy who you rooted for like that. Cause in Halloween one, nobody was rooting for Michael back then. Right. That's yeah. a really good point. Like, even if the storyline sucks and you can't get into it, you're like, where's the murder? You know, yeah. boobs and blood, man. Where's it at? You know, yeah. Savini had a lot to do with that. <laughs> yeah, Tom Savini, he's yeah. a fucking genius. genius. Like, could you imagine how different the franchise would be? If he wasn't about involved, him, first one, just his genius, yeah, right. Like, it just if you listen, you watch all you guys watch all those behind the scenes. He has like ideas into everything. A lot of scenes yeah. besides the horror. Yeah, he, right. He, he dipped his hands in uh, a lot of stuff that nobody talks about. You know, right. um, like uh, the burning. The burning was actually wrote prior before Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth just made it to the big screen prior to. Uh, so technically, had that movie had, had beat Friday the Thirteenth, it would have been one of the first one of the first camp killing movies. Right. Um, and he even says that in an interview. Right. Uh, but but the dude's a, a genius. Uh, I would love. Wouldn't that be great to get him on here and pick his brain? Yeah. I, I even Peter would come back and just be all four of us. We just pick his brain. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about things we can talk about, things we can't. So I went to <laughs> I went to Arizona Mad Monster. Uh and I'm I'm pretty good friends with Kane. You know that, Darren and, and right. uh, Audio. I don't know if you know that. So we were sitting there and we had our own little table section there, and um Savini was there. And uh, long story short, Kane knows that in my phone, there's always some kind of crazy videos going on in there, especially back then. <laughs> so he's like, Petey, show him your fucking phone. So <laughs> I take my phone and here I am showing Tom Savini at dinner, these crazy videos. You guys can imagine on there. And he's like, holy shit. The next fucking morning I get up, I go to the gym and Savini's there and me and Tom Savini worked out. That guy almost put me under the table working out at 72, I think. And we have a picture up there where he's doing his abs and his arm flexing yeah. He's got that old man strength, though. Yeah. yeah. He's and he's, he's a Vietnam vet, too. So, yeah. right. He's an, he's an acrobat, too. You see him, he can do flips off stuff. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I'm sure I've seen it somewhere. Right. I just it didn't register. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. He, so, he's down, dude. So, I remember um, I had my Savini mask, the one you see at the end of Roseblood. Yeah. Another one before mm-hmm. that. So I said, hey, what's your address? I'm going to send you this. Um, if Can you please sign it? You know, And he's like, yeah, no problem. So I sent him the check, and I sent it to him. He sends it back. The check ripped up. I don't I don't take money from friends. I'm like, oh, wow. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah. So that he's mask like, in Roseblood was made by Tom Savini? No. Uh, did you see oh. the end? Yeah, but I don't like remember what part you're specifically you're talking about. The Savini Jason. The whole design. Oh of the yeah, okay. Yeah, all, yeah, all right, yeah. now the uh, the fucking the Hellfire one. Yeah. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, holy shit, he made the fucking mask. But yeah, <laughs> well, that was no, his I... design for the video game. So then you know we went. Yeah, there. I call did it his. You, 
Right. Now, now I'm sorry. Now I get exactly what the fuck you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, did, did you have to go through any like hoops to, to have that in there or, or the other special appearance towards the end? I don't know if we want to spoil it or not, but we could, I mean, it's been what, three months. Um, yeah. when you say special hoops, you mean to legal wise? Yeah. Uh, when, you you have, have... when you have a fan film, there's, there's certain rules. You could do anything. So as long as you don't make money. Right. So I can't monetize the video. <laughs> So the video's okay. got hundred thousand, whatever, two hundred thousand views. Money, yeah, normally I make money on that. I can't. Um, any, oh. any money that you profit, Damn. you have to give to charity. So now we lost tons of money, but I still gave five thousand dollars to Bryson Fiore, my stepson that is no longer with me. Yeah. Uh, his, his fund, and then I gave another seven hundred fifty dollars on behalf of Kevin Spiritus in his name to the Trevor Foundation, which is an LBG2Q uh, suicide hotline. So oh, cool. we gave to them too, and in Vengeance One, we gave twenty four thousand dollars to the Shriners Children's Hospital. Yeah, wasn't that uh, Steve Dash wanted that done or something, right? Or correct, correct, and um, and then you so any every fifteen minutes you can't make more than fifty thousand dollars on the Indiegogo, which nobody makes that much anyways, and then you have to release it free on the internet for anybody to watch, which is what we did. So right. those are the rules. If you would, those are by Paramount. Damn. If you adhere to those, I mean, I'm eighty to ninety thousand dollars in debt um, from this movie. And Sean Lutis, who built the building, executive producer, he probably three hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt. I was gonna, yeah, I got a question coming up about that building, man. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. Let's just talk about the building then. That way, there's no um, uhs and gaps and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that building, you like, it's a, it's like its own living fucking organism in this movie. It's so impressive. It's not just fucking a bunch of drywall in a square room. Like there's fucking outlets and fucking security cameras. Like how did you guys build the set for that? So Roseblood, he he has an RV, and I think he sold his wife into saying, "Hey, I'm gonna build this building that'll hold the RV, which is huge. Um, it's like a state of the art one." Um, Sean lives on like a compound, you know. So um, he. He's like, and then so before he finished it, he would make it into whatever I wanted it. So I sat here and he gave me the specs of the room of the whole building. And I'm like, okay, this room will be this much. This will be this. This will be this. And then I filled it with name tags. So the name tags are reversible. So different rooms are different stuff. And then Rose is red and uh, Jessica is pink, Tina. So like I we swapped out pictures like that, swapped out colors like that. The fast room is actually the final room. We painted it one day in between, and I had all these things marked out exactly in a row. Every picture is 11 by 17, so when the next one comes on, it goes over that one, and all these things together to make it look a lot bigger. Those cameras are magnetic, and so is the light is run by a battery. So oh, all these cool. rooms that we could switch, it took forever to figure it all out. I built it all in my garage for three months, freezing my balls off, and sent two skids with every box label to where it goes, what room, everything damn wow so a lot, a lot went into that shit it's not just like fucking some slapstick bullshit and like even down to like the subtle nods like uh i know this one was in vengeance but like cunningham road was like paying homage to sean cunningham and the hotter mental facility obviously a, a nod to kane hotter um even when fucking tina's at the end she's filling out the crossword puzzle one of the words is vengeance i thought yeah. that was fucking cool like dude like the way your mind works is just, a, it's so impressive and it's like fun as fuck. Like, it's just really cool. And and then the last word is what, what's the last word? Do you remember from the crossword? Rose, part? right? How did she, what did she do before she wrote it? Well, man, it was manifest was one of them. Legacy. And well, then right Rose. She wrote Rose. Todd Jenkins gets killed. 
the orderly. Right. And his blood hits the paper. Oh, yeah. And then she dips her pen in the blood. Rose blood. Right. See, I was yeah. going to fucking ask about that, too, because yeah. I was wondering if uh, if that's where it fucking came from. And, like, did Rose give Tina the power to summon? Because Rose summons Michael Myers. And then, like, towards the end, Tina summons Jason again. So, like, was that power passed on when, when Rose died? No, excellent question. Oh, I'm excited now. I get to explain. For so, because uh, before that, she had one red eye, then she had two, and then she died. And I'm just like, so if you can elaborate on that. So Rose, um, is Rose's power was always Michael. She could always manifest Michael, whether she knew it or not, and, and she didn't know it when she that was Michael. She manifested that killed her parents. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's why the general me, I go imagine these an army of these things. So, so like that's the uh, there's so many little hints that if you watch it two, three, four times, you kind of get it. Which I wanted it that way. So, right. and then when the knife goes through the door, he's, he's pure evil. That was the kitchen knife. That was Michael. She manifested right. Michael to kill everybody in the room. He has no face. Not meaning he has no face. Meaning he has a pale, faceless face. Oh fuck. Mm. Yeah, and then when she's drawing, if you pause that scene, she's drawing with a red pen, like she's possessed. If you pause it, that's Michael in the room killing everyone with his collar and his mask on, right from the back. Son of a bitch. That's fucking awesome. Like, that wow. makes it so much cooler. <laughs> yeah. Now when I go back and watch it, I'm going to fucking recognize all that shit. That's really yeah. cool. So uh, there was a, I'll get to the rest of the story, but there was a reviewer who gave me a 5.5. And I'm like, all right, whatever, man, you don't, you don't like it, you don't like it. And then he's he's like, why did just Michael come out of nowhere? And I'm like, Michael didn't come out of nowhere. I kind of gave the story I gave you. He's like, what? And then he went back and watched. He's like, oh, fuck, I would have gave you an 8.5. I'm like, I oh, don't worry about it. Dude. You know, it's no big deal. As long as you like it, I'm okay with it. Um, so um, then later on, she has a red eye. So she was always born that way with the red eye. She's, she's evil, basically. That's why you have that scene. We show her combing her hair and the camera pans, and you see the one red eye. Right. Tina doesn't have a red eye. So basically... Well, what happened is Tina needed 30 years of shots. So from the end, the beginning of the movie to the end, where she becomes Laura Park Lincoln, she's in the hot of So if you look at her arm, she has black veins that are rotten. And she has a, a hole in her arm for where it never really healed because they keep giving her shots. So it took her, because she's not as strong as Rose. Rose died. Right. Rose, Rose was mm -hmm. like Anakin Skywalker. He was supposed to be so much more. But he died. And she just began to learn her powers at that point. That's why she couldn't totally put him away to hell. She never did it before. So that's why when Rose gets the shot, she has two red eyes because she's like super saiyan powerful, but she doesn't know how to put them back. I put them away, T, which is an homage to one with the cops at the end with the nice music. And she thinks she puts them away. But Jason beats Michael, defeats him, steals the knife, homage to Freddy versus Jason with the glove. Right. You right. Michael mm -hmm. with the knife. But it's it's instead Jason. And, she, and then she dies from him. She doesn't beat him that way. So that was it. So Tina needed the shot to become as strong as Rose, where Rose always was that strong. How long has this been sitting and stewing in your brain to like right? want to do a fucking a sequel to part seven? Like, when did this all start? Uh, dude, I, I wrote the script in three days. Uh, we shot it in eight days from the first time I thought about the idea to when the movie was done and we went home was 110 days. Wow, that's crazy. I thought you had this idea forever, and you're like, one day I'm going to make a movie someday. When yeah, I get well, big, I'm going to make a movie, you know? <laughs> it's, we were we were shooting. I was in Vengeance 1, obviously, and then Vengeance 2 I was supposed to be in. I was supposed to be the major character of Vengeance 2. I was supposed to be alive. So, oh, uh, Ken yeah. Slate, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So some things happened, and some people were starting shit. 
because that's what people do who are actors. They're totally not like me and you. It's it's just drama after drama. Everything's about there. People complain that they don't have enough words in the trailer. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> that's that's fucking you. petty. Yeah. So so anyways, uh, they were gonna shoot Vengeance one week, be off a week, and shoot it the second week. So I was gonna go out there and help. And I was like, hey man, if do you mind if I grab some of the actors that are ready in Vengeance to Jason Brooks and just make like a 20 minute short? And uh, he's like, yeah, no problem. And then, you know me, Darren, like I don't do anything half-assed. So within like right. a couple of days, I got fucking Lar Park Lincoln signed. We had an Indiegogo. We had 30 grand in three days. And I'm like, fuck it. We're doing the whole fucking gamut, you know? That's amazing. Yeah, who yeah. all did you grab? You grabbed Sanaya, I know. And then Jason Brooks plays Jason, right, in Roseblood? Yeah, Joe Wilson was actually in Vengeance, too. He was the guy who wore the mask in the woods with the beard. He was okay. the security guard outside for us playing with the Star Trek. Okay. Yeah, he was in it. Um, myself, Sanaya, Jason Brooks, Sean was the executive producer. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. I was wondering why you weren't in Vengeance, too, because, like, Ken Slate didn't get killed. They just showed you with some blood on your face. And then yeah. when you didn't show up, I'm like, man, I... I didn't want to speculate, but I'm like, I bet he had a fallout with something. Something happened, I bet. Yeah. Or I thought maybe you just ditched it to to work on Roseblood. So I it's wasn't a, sure. It's a little bit of the both. And I don't want only want to tell the story because I don't want to drag people into it that don't want to be dragged into it. Right. But, and I never thought it was my place to ask either. Yeah, so that's why I stayed that. away from it. <laughs> it had nothing to do with me, per se. It had to do with other people um, being divas, right? And okay. causing scenes. And to 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 when you really are like a leader... You you sacrifice to remove yourself so the movie makes it go. So if I would have stayed on board, I think certain aspects of Vengeance 2 wouldn't have went the way Jason wanted it to. So I said, I'm out. I, I, if it's going to make the movie better and less drama and easier for you, I'll remove my... I loved being in part... We, I was the main thing. Sanaya was going to be like my like little daughter because I was I wrote part two and that I was I had a daughter that died. And Sanaya was like my daughter and I had a locket. In the locket, she grabbed the locket from me, and, and I died protecting her. It was a huge story about that, and it just it worked out for the better, though, because I I wouldn't have been able to do Rosebud without it. So I have no me and Jason Brooks are like brothers. So right. So yeah. uh, so none of that's going to be in Bloodlines then. That whole story that you just said they had to rewrite everything or what? Yeah. So so me and Jason kind of wrote the that first one a little bit, and then it, it changed. A, I'm obviously not in it. But it changed a lot from there. But but it's it's you know see like the difference you know between vengeance and Roseblood. Vengeance is kind of like what most fans want that in your face Jason fucking killing everyone going ape yeah. shit all the time. So that's where it's gonna shine like that again for sure. Cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely I definitely like movies that tell more of the story. Uh, I get it, Jason one through ten. Uh, it's in your face, Jason kills all this stuff. But like. Rosebud, it was like it, it told more of the storyline behind most of the stuff. And then you just explaining to me all that. I'm going to have to go back and watch it again because I'm like, you know, I'm watching. It's like, oh, OK, OK, I see that. But now that I know what you said, I'm like, holy shit. And and that's why I I, I really enjoy indie films and, and even fan films is uh, they tell more of a story to me, you know, you get into the like uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even some of the Jasons, uh Freddy Krueger's. It's just like, here's the killer, let's just kill a bunch of kids. You know what I mean? Uh I, I like more of a storyline. Like and right. in this film, Roseblood, obviously it you know, it, it you tell a story and then hell just again by you telling me that, I'm like, holy shit, 
this movie's really good now that he explained it to me. <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? Like I got more for it, you, man. I got yeah, more. I didn't even know none of that shit. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like and I was I watching was, it, but it wasn't yeah, registering, you know. Yeah. I, right. I was like seven because um it's and I hate saying it because it's almost blasphemous for being a Friday thirteenth fan, but like I've had enough with the camp and the smoking weed and the sex in the tents. Like, okay, maybe, maybe right. it's because I'm older and yes. I'm, I'm not as, you know, it's probably part yeah, of it. You can yeah. only do so much drugs and fuck so many times. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and I'll give you, you a great example I mean? of that. 2009, <laughs> 2009 was exactly what fans wanted. Derek Mears looked bad fucking ass. Hell he yeah. Fucking ass. The woods looked good. The cabin looked good. <clears throat> the kills were good. And you didn't care because those they were throwaway characters. You know, right, what I'm yeah. so when I did this one, I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's why I like seven because seven was like away from the campiness. I'm like, I'm having no sex, no nudity, no drugs, no nothing. It's just going to be this story. And when I told this story to like Riley and Jason, imagine me coming. Over, so you don't know Rosebud. It's never existed in the world. Hey, I call him up. I'm not, we're like a FaceTime. I'm like, I'm going to do a movie. It's going to be a continuation of seven. And I'm going to bring another girl called Rose. And Rose is going to be like Tina. And they're both going to have powers. And I'm going to grab the Duke from part nine. I'm going to tell the Duke's backstory. Where's it going to be? It's going to be in part X in, in the Camp Crystal Lake research facility. And we're going to do it. And everyone's like, what are you fucking crazy? I'm like, and then Michael's going to be there at the end. And then, and then that. they think I was crazy. Right. <laughs> but, but it worked, I think, because the, you gave the fans what they want to see. They kind of wanted that. They just didn't know it. Dude, it's a pure like love letter and passion project. That's yeah. why fan films, I appreciate them so much because they're not worried about the almighty dollar or the producer coming in wanting creative control and shit like that. They're like, you're there to fucking have fun. And yeah, I'm sure it's hectic and yeah. fucking you have bad days and shit. But at the end of it, to sit and watch your fucking baby is like, man, that's got to be that's oh. got to be the payoff in the end, you know, and seeing the good reviews and shit like that. Yeah, that premiere was I mean, my family was there. My friends, my brother, my niece, my mom, and my dad, my cousins, my aunts, you know, all my, all the fans that were there, everyone from the movie was phenomenal. But I don't know if you know, Audie might know this, but Darren knows this a little bit more about the story. So if you remember in nine, Audie, when um, uh, the Duke says, remember me, and he hits him with the handcuffs. Right. Breaks his back. You never knew. Yeah. So you basically, they, you told the audience and Jason goes to hell that there was a backstory for Duke, but you never knew what it was. That's why in this one, when he kills his friend and rips his face off, he goes, You're going to remember me. Right. I tell you yeah. why. It, that and the fact that his son, which I don't know if you caught, is Julius from part eight. Did you catch okay. that? Okay. No, I didn't catch so that. No. He, he calls his wife. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be here a little longer. I'm not going to make it home. Where's my boy? She goes, oh, he's boxing. Oh, boxing again. Oh, Julius. shit. <laughs> yeah. That's insane, man. Yeah. That's if you so look at, cool. You look at his desk. He has a donut box. And it says pink dress, hot dogs, and donuts on the box with a little logo with a hot dog going through a donut. Because remember he said that? Right. In the interview? That's, yeah. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. amazing. That's so cool. I, I can't believe, like, after hearing all the shit, I can't believe the people that shit on fan films. It's like, it happens all the time. People around here in my local area know I'm a horror guy, so when I'm in the bar and it's, I'm at a show or whatever, and they want to talk about horror, and I love that. I can do it all day, but I hate when people are like, oh, we need more Jason movies. Fuck Paramount. And I'm like, dude, there's there's Jason movies out there. They're on fucking YouTube. Oh, those are fan films. It's like, motherfucker, you just said you wanted a Jason movie. I'm telling you where a Jason movie is, and you're shitting on it before you even saw the trailer, or mm -hmm. I even told you what the title was. Right. It's like, I right. fucking hate people like that, man. And, and it's like your point. The, everyone who makes these fan films, they're so much more passionate than the studios. They just want to make right. a dollar. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Right. And that, that, that's why I like uh, fan films and indies. Uh, I got a good buddy that 
did a uh, High on the Hog. It wasn't so much a horror movie, but uh, he had Sid Haig in it and a couple others. And like being it was just an indie, it was it just from to me it just didn't get the respect it deserved. Um, because again, it was it was not some big ass Paramount. And I I would I think I think some of these bigger companies probably need to take a step back and and learn from these fan filmmakers and the indies. It's like, they make so much better movies. I get it. It's not a big screen paramount Sony, but it's like the storylines are better. You know, um, it's just, it tells more of the story uh, to a lot of horrors like, like Rosebud. It was, it just, I know now more uh, about Jason just from this movie and hell, I know now more just, just by what little bit you told me now, my mind is still blown from that. I'm like, Jesus. The, uh, go yeah. back. <laughs> the, prob- the problem is is that um uh, i'll get political here for a little bit hollywood they, they want to tell you what to like and what to yeah. feel, what to love i mean that's why the oscars i never watched the oscars they're the only awards, the only awards in the world that are given voted on by themselves people who won oscars and actors vote on other actors who they're going to give it to it's all political he didn't go to my party i'm not going to vote for him there's no other right. award yeah. like that and they think that they're high and mighty and here comes netflix and here comes hulu here comes and they hate that they hate mm-hmm. that. How dare you not be a studio and make film? Fuck you. And all these big news shows, they don't like it. Joe Rogan, 11 million viewers. Well, I don't like that. That's bullshit. That must be no. The people are speaking. They're tired of yeah. being forced what you're supposed to like. Whether what you're on one side or the other, they Absolutely. want to be able to choose what they want. And I think that's shown between Netflix, yeah. like you said, podcasts, indie mm-hmm. film, all that has changed the world. Yeah, absolutely. You you, you nailed it on the head right there. Uh, Shudder is one of them. I, I've learned and and saw some really good horror movies that if Shudder was never around and even Netflix, Hollywood wouldn't show that shit. Never. You know what I mean? Right. If YouTube wasn't here, I wouldn't know half the shit even some of these indie films. It's just right. Right. Yeah. I want to talk about your character Ken Slade a little more, if that's cool. Yeah. Um, the name came from uh, like a, a backer, right? Wasn't that a part of the perk where like if you donate so much money, we're gonna use your name as a character? Yeah, so you know, I, I kind of ran the Indigo, the ideas for the Indiegogos for both films. So uh, at one point, my name was just going to be Pete, you know. And I was talking to Brooks, I'm like, let's just sell my name. Who gives a shit about my name? He's like, you want to? I'm like, yeah. So we sold the name. It was like a raffle. That's okay. What it was. And Ken Slate won it. Now Ken Slate, he's like the best <laughs> the, fan. The real best Ken Slate. Dude. The real Ken Slate. He plays Striker in Roseblood. Right. That's, That's the real fucking Ken awesome. Oh, That's cool. Yeah, he's awesome. He's such a great dude. Him and his wife, such class acts. They're from Cincinnati. What what's with the uh the two oh three neck tattoo? Yeah, on I was Ken gonna Slate. ask that too. Yeah, son. No one's ever asked me that. Uh that's yeah. my two oh three is New Haven, Wallingford. So okay. I, I don't have I don't have any wow. tattoos, believe it or not. So um I was like, I went online and I said, What do you guys think? I want to get a tattoo, and I put a whole different bunch of fonts on 203. And then on my fingers, man, I forgot the address now. 1628 it was um uh john wayne gacy's house was his address on my hand but you never see it in the movie oh shit what made you want to do that that's fucking cool i'm i'm from the chicago area so Uh, i know exactly what you're talking about just to be sick you know just to be sick okay yeah so the the tattoo was pretty cool because i I don't all my friends going out they're all nutballs and we used to go to the beach and i used to make fun of them like oh because they'd be tatted up everywhere right and I'd be like, everybody wants to be so different. I go, look at me. I'm the one that's different now because I'm the only motherfucker right. that doesn't have any tattoos on me. <laughs> yeah, so that was like my chance to, to wear a tattoo because I'm a prisoner. So I can get away with it. 
in that scene too, they uh they're talking about a couple of the inmates are talking about Camp Crystal Lake, and then they're arguing about whether it's Forest Green or Camp Crystal Lake, and you're like, it's it's the same thing, you fucking idiots. Yeah. Fuck Where'd yeah. the Forest Green come from? Is th- is that a real thing in the franchise? That didn't sound familiar to me. Forest Green is part six. So okay. Yeah, when you see uh, C.J. Graham first walking back through the the camp, it's Camp Forest Green. They changed that. They say it earlier on in the police station. They changed the name to make people not be scared of it anymore to have the kids go. Okay, see, those little fucking things that you guys do is just so impressive, man. It's awesome. I think I know about horror, and then you guys pay the the attention to detail. (laughs) It's fucking insane to me. It's crazy. Um, Was any of that ad-lib? Like, how much of the movie do you think was ad-lib or scripted or... Uh, for Rose or Vengeance, any of them? Like, did did you let your actors go off the cuff sometimes and keep it? Or um, my actors, I, I basically I listen a pretty good listener. I rarely put my foot down. Um, so uh, Terry Kaiser is the best the best example. By the way, I mean, his performance was Doctor Cruz was just unbelievable. Uh, when I'm in that room, so it's his idea to yell. If you remember, he goes Tina, and Lar falls back in the seat, and then it changes time, and she morphs back into younger Tina that was his idea so he's like hey peter he's like what do you think i yell tina when she falls back into the chair so so what you don't see is there's like eight takes of him doing it and when he was always just right here right and he's such a fucking genius that when he comes in and tells me i'm gonna yell at her at the end well in his mind he already knew where he was going with that so now he comes in and he starts here and he ends there so if you watch the beginning hey what do you got there tina he's like her friend he did all that on the last take. And then he's like, ha, 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 starts to laugh. Then he leans in. And then, oh, oh, and then Tina. He ramped that whole thing up just because he changed the last sentence. That's fucking cool, oh, man. Bro's in the room. I goosebumps. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, got a, well, I got a question. So, uh, so when you're doing like getting these movies together and you go off, uh, I'm going to go on the army side of things because I'm in the army. Um, and I'm actually a military police. And I've noticed that one of the soldiers in the, in the movie is wearing a patch and it's an MP patch, not, not the MP Brizard. Um, is that something that y'all do intentionally? Or is that something you get somebody to go out? All right, go to, Go to a thrift stop store. I need BDUs. I need army. I need medals. Or is it like something you sit down? Okay, we're gonna put we're gonna put MP patches on this. We're gonna put this medal. Like what? As far as the army part of the movie, what what do what do y'all do? Is that something you pre-plan, or is it just something whatever's on the uniform you get from a thrift store? No, that was beyond. I mean, dude, there's not a thing that I don't go over five hundred thousand times. I mean, and the army was probably one of the most. So Joe Wilson, um, he was in a battle in Afghanistan. His partner won the Medal of Honor. I think Joe's up for the Silver Cross. Uh, mm. Tommy Lee Driver, Colonel Chase, was in the army 27 years. Um, several other people were in the army. Jules Valenti from uh, yep. Vengeance was in the army. So I asked all of them, what happens and what so that people were raving about the MP. They said that's exactly what he would wear inside with that thing there. Those fucking awards. Mm-hmm. I spent a month going down. So it's 1988. He's a general. He would have been in the Vietnam War, which would have yeah. been 20 years before. What awards were the Vietnam War ones? Which ones can't cross over? 
which one because he's a ranger but once you're a general the ranger patch comes off like so many fucking things the only thing we didn't do right was i had a goatee i wasn't fucking shaving it yeah and i was like the general would never have a goatee i'm like, fuck like, you. I look like i'm 12 he's got, a, he's got a shaving profile that's a thing in the army oh uh, yeah yeah but everybody you know. else the cover like i only wore the hat when i came in and then i eventually took it yeah. off I wanted to wear the fucking hat at one point you know and they're like the general can basically do what he wants um, yeah so, I, I, I noticed little things like that um being in the army and i know bigger paramount sony they can't depict the army to the t they always one of the rules they have to like be a little alternate on the uniform you know for you know bigger films where lawsuits and shit yeah. um but yeah it was the mp patch it was the 18th mp out of germany um and i noticed he was like it is mp and i was like ugh. I love it. <laughs> you know, uh, I was like, and he's in peace. And I was like, ah. yep. <laughs> you know, it, I, I got a little chuckle out of it, but you've got a general, you got a general with a, uh, a combat infantry badge and an MP, you know, I, I just, that was my outtake on it. When I, when I saw it, I was like, this is great. You know, um, kudos to you. I, I, that's the kind of little shit that I like. Uh, you know, you, you did your research on it. you, you did the Vietnam medals. That that's pretty cool. I, I I had no idea that was something that you were so in tune. I watched it the first time and I was like, eh, they probably just got somebody to go to a thrift store and just buy some BDUs and throw the shit together, you know. Um, you know I, I would have done that. Do you know what you know what that general outfit costs? So when I buy those little pat uh, the ribbons, right? Now you can buy the ribbon, I forgot what it's called. It's like one third sewn. And it's yeah. whatever the cheaper one. Well, and then everyone's like, they're never gonna know that, Pete. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I ain't doing it. That general <laughs> outfit, they don't make member in 2000 in my research. In 2000, they went to the blues. So the generals and them don't wear the greens anymore. They wear those darker blues now as their suits. So to find a green general with all that military shit, 56 inch chest, 20 inch arm, with all yeah. that was two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars. I I I paid about six hundred dollars for mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is rare. And and the colonel, Colonel Colonel Chase, Tommy Lee Driver, he had one that was twelve hundred dollars. He had even more because when you're not a general, Audi can tell you this, Darren. You could have more shit because I didn't know because they were telling me. I was like, yeah, but I won this, I won that. Like, yeah, but when you're a general, you don't wear that. You're like above it. You're like your stars are above yeah. all that. So um, he had all kinds of shit, but the so. Five days before we shot the movie, I fired five people. Five. And one of them is the Colonel Chase guy. So um, he had to learn. Tommy Lee Driver had to learn all that. Well, Tommy Lee Driver's like a fucking tank. The Colonel Chase. He, the other dude, was like 180. He didn't fit in it. So we just took off the Joe Wilson, the guy who was helping me, took off his like, you know, stars and whatever, the, the bird and all that stuff. Yeah. Put on, yeah. the, on the BDUs for as much as we could. But he was supposed to be in the suit too, which would have been awesome. Yeah, well, the next Jason movie you do, hit me up. I can probably get you some military shit. Okay, yeah. It, 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 the problem yeah. was the older one and me being so big. They're like, no, they're like, hey, no one's that big. Well, yeah, you finding that shit, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fucking, that's awesome, Audie, because I was going to get into the costumes here. So that's pretty fucking sweet that you just fucking nailed it. Um, The one thing that I did want to ask about in Vengeance, how come you guys decided to go with the part six? Like that Vietnam era Jason mm. Voorhees costume, it was it looked fucking nice too. By the way, did you guys have that made or what? Um, th- so so Vengeance one, I, I didn't have a, a you know I I did promoting and all kinds of stuff like that. But as far as like writing and directing all that, that was 
Jeremy Brown, Jason Brooks, um, um, a couple other guys. So I didn't have any of that idea. I didn't write it. I didn't come up with any of that. But they were doing it 30 years after six. So they always wanted to do six. Jason Brooks and his son developed that mask, that awesome vengeance mask. There's the hero mask, which has like almost the green in it. And then there's the one at the end when he fights CJ, where it's all cut up and it's got blood on it. So there's two different masks there. So that was Jason. They always wanted to do a continuation of part six. So that's why they went with that look. Okay. And that was was my favorite out of all. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I definitely like six. Um, Marcio Charlie made that. That's the guy horror costumes, Inc. He's the best. Okay. In the world, how did you guys put together your costume for Roseblood? Because goddamn, was it convincing, especially with the hockey mask off? I was like, it looks just like fucking Kane, dude, and part seven. Like, it's so impressive. Dude, I wonder what that cost, if you don't mind asking, like his whole fucking get up because that shit was insane. 10 G's, Jesus Christ, because that shit looked gnarly, dude. So, um, what is it? Silicone, yeah. So, latex is what you normally wear, but okay. if when you silicone is super expensive that's why mm-hmm. his bones and his fingers look really good and he can do this with the silicone he can't do that with the latex right so i don't know if you know the whole story how the the outfit was stolen when it was sent from brazil did i ever tell you that no i don't think so unless oh, i wow. forgot bro you were talking about fucking stress and drama oh by the way my tina we replaced the tina uh three weeks two and a half weeks before the movie because you got uh, all the uh the young tina Young Tina, because the girl, fuck, I don't want to say her name. She's from Europe, and um, she was oh, she was on the IMDb. I always talk to her. I'm like, hey, can you come over here? She's like, yeah, I'm married to an American, because you know, COVID was then, and All she's right. like, I have dual visa, and I can definitely come. I'm like, okay. So then it was like three weeks out. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna line up your flights and you know your hotel. She, like, well, I can't come. Like, what the fuck do you mean? And she's like, well, I can't. Come. I'm like, you're on the fucking IMDb. We're doing a trailer. Like, what the fuck? What are you on crack? And then, so we got a good tiff, and I was like, fuck you, fuck England, go brush your teeth. And, um, <laughs> and, and then I got Jessica, so she only had three weeks to do that. But, um, oh, back to the costume. So in my story, Jason's supposed to come out of the lake with no mask, right, like you saw, and not have a mask the entire time he fights the fast team. And then when you see oh. that off shot, when he looks up at the wall, he's supposed to grab his mask, put it on, and then turn. And that was going to be like, oh, the oh, moment. Well, the fucking box came and someone stole the hood. The, the the hood underneath stole it. So Jason, so that shot where you see Jason coming out of the water, we shot that after. They shot that after I went home. Like a couple months later, they went and shot it. So because the hood finally arrived, the real one. So like who stole it? Porch Pirate or somebody on the crew yeah. or what? Like FedEx. They fucking two day aired it from FedEx from Brazil. Who Brazil? It probably got stolen there, you know? Right. And then it came, it came all the way there and there's, there's a punched hole in it. You know, I'm like, oh, fuck my life. So we had to rewrite the whole thing. So when you see the two military guards outside and the other guy scares them with the mask, and that's how we had to write it to get the mask outside so we could put the mask on Jason to come in. If you look at when he comes in, he has ears like he does in Vengeance. And then later on, when he fights Tina, he doesn't have ears because it's the real hawk. Oh, okay. So the dude, about fucking drama. It was crazy, dude. Man, so you had to pay it for two of them then or what oh no no i told him i'd fucking kill him i was right yeah yeah. (laughs) you fucking so he sent another one but it wasn't they had to make it again so it wasn't until months later and that's the scene you see when jason turns outside and jason coming out of the water and then when lar fights him and breaks his mask and that was that was we put barbasol and fake blood on on, behind the mask when it was breaking like in seven remember his guts are coming out of his head yeah that was cool Mm -hmm. and then the mask had magnets on it and then we had someone pull him from behind him, pull it off. 
Oh wow, that's fucking awesome. That's cool yeah. as shit. Yeah, I, uh, I did see the uh speaking of the props, I did see the uh the hand prop. Um, did that thing ever sell? It's old. It's sitting right here. Oh. It, it sold, but here's the great Damn thing. It. Darren, you're going to be in it tomorrow, right? Yeah. So I, it sold, but the guy who bought it, we have such great fans. They're like, hey, keep it and raffle it. I'm like, awesome. So now for anybody who did a review on my film, I'm giving away another, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff back to anyone who ever did a review on my film. So tomorrow we're going to raffle that off in the trivia. Damn. Damn. And so what's not, my competition like? How many are a, there? Let me do a review real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me uh, a second. I don't I think you're on when well, you're on the later email. There might be 10 so far. Okay. It's not that so bad. it's gonna be live like this or what? Yeah, or how's I, it gonna I'm, work? It, it's gonna be um did you see the last one, the trivia where it's called cahoots and there's a trivia thing and people are picking? Did you see that? I don't think so. No, we'll go over it. I'll it's a stream yard link. And then inside the stream, instead of you seeing me, you'll see me in the corner. Let me go over here. And then you'll see the whole thing. I'll be talking. Oh. And you'll see me and just there. So if I was you, I'd watch it one more time. Oh, I'm, I planned on it. Yeah, because yeah. I watched like the second half today because I got I had to see that fucking last half hour of Jason again. And then I plan on watching it again tomorrow. But that's another great fucking thing, Audie. You beat me to it. I was going to talk <laughs> about that fucking hand, man. Yeah, I saw it. I the, like, the, oh, the skin got ripped off and slapped yeah. on the floor like. Yeah. The special effects in this movie are absurd. Like they're just so goddamn good. It, it doesn't look like a fan film at all, man. It's yeah, crazy. That, yeah. that one's made by Amos Effects, Matt and Jeremy Amos. They also did work on Voorhees. Um, so that that one, and that's another thing. Do imagine me sitting here in this room, and I'm just like, oh, I'm like, I want to put the briefcase because that's another '80s homage thing. We haven't talked about the '80s homages and the the eighty homage on the suitcase where the guy always came in with the handcuffed suitcase, like mm. whatever. They're super important, you know. And I'm like, how right. am I going to use that? I'm like, oh, Jason did glove him. Well, it's easy to say that, but you know, to make it happen, yeah, they're like, we can do it. I'm like, yeah, but I want him to hold his hand and still move his fingers. They're like, we could do it. And they put all kinds of all the levers. So on the bottom of the base, there's all these levers like game controllers, and it has yeah. wire. So when you go like this, the hands move with it. And then oh. there, 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 you could use this in a movie. There's tubes running inside the veins to shoot blood out too. All that is still there. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. I saw it on there on the on the one of the pages or a link or something. I clicked. Yeah. And uh, I was like, damn. I was like, I want that, but I have nowhere to put that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and Strang's my boy. I grew up with him in here in Connecticut. And he's a big tough guy. And man, he started screaming like that. Oh, it makes the fucking scene so much better. <laughs> that was a. <laughs> That was a good man scream. I gotta admit, that was <laughs> yeah, that man. was fucking cool. So when Tina bends Jason's hand back, is it is that the same hand or is that a different effect? That's uh, Brent Edget. What we did was take the glove off of Brooks, Brent, and we so so you so you see the hand uh, breaking backwards this way, backwards, right? Right. So what we did was take the glove, put it backwards, and then broke it. On oh, Brent okay. Edget. Yeah. Now he's holding his hand like this, and he just starts to go like that. Okay. Yeah. Like, so he's standing right there next to Brooks Brent with his arm like that. Okay, that's cool. A little movie magic, yeah, man. That's that's awesome. It that's looked cool good, right? Shit. It looked real good. I yeah. I thought it was the whole its own whole thing. I would have yeah. never known that it was just the, the fucking glove Wait, backward. It man. wasn't. Cool. It wasn't CGI. No. no. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that like ten times my whole budget. <laughs> <laughs> that that whole uh like last half hour. Or so like, how come what 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 made you decide to wait so long to bring Jason in the movie? Cause most people are like, they're just waiting for the fucking kill scenes, but you got to be really invested 
and Roseblood and and sit through it and enjoy it for what it is. And then Jason shows up and that last fucking half hour, dude, is some of the best shit I've ever seen in the whole franchise. Uh, why did you, why did you wait so long to to bring them in? So so two there's two aspects of that. Uh, one is I like like Audie was saying I wanted to build the characters. I wanted you to give a shit about the characters. And I, I really think you do even to Julian the the janitor. You care about him. I mean you understand Rose. I mean people were sad when Rose died. You understand Tina. You understand the Duke. You understand the general. You know you know where the general's coming from. Even though he's a dick, you know he's arc. You know what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like so all these people they weren't just meaningless kills. I didn't want that. And then secondly. It's like, well, if they're in the facility on the lake, once he comes inside, it's game the fuck over. So, like, how could he like hang out for an hour in the film inside the facility? Right. You know, it doesn't make no sense. So, those two, I, I took the risk and I said, you know, there's gonna be fans, and there is in comments that are like he's there too late. And I'm like, if 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 you think he's there too late, and I agree, that's fine, that's your opinion, but you weren't vested in the story then. And I guess that's my fault. But the people that followed that story. They, some of them even said, I forgot that Jason was even in the movie. Right. <laughs> we're so vested in the story. And then and then when he comes, it's like on steroids. And that's what I wanted. Yeah, dude. It was amazing. It was really good. Like, do you direct Jason when he's Jason? Or does Jason Brooks just fucking go off and do his own thing? So I drew that whole scene right here again. And, and would Marco and go over it with him. And then we did a walkthrough with everybody. What you're going to do and how you're going to kill him. But Jason Brooks is... Uh, Man, he's he's fucking awesome. He's the Jason, if you ask me right now, the immortal Jason Brooks. So I don't he knows how much I love Kane and how much I love Seven. And so we went over, he studied it and studied it. There was only two times that I had to to tell him, hey, do this or do that. Because when you're in that whole suit with the mask and everything, you don't really know what you look like. You think you know what you're moving, but you don't. Yeah. You, don't you don't know until you see it on the daily. So there was just one where he did a um he did a vengeance breathe you don't breathe with your shoulders with with cane breathe with his chest and the rest follows there's a big difference between the two um and then one time he slammed the weed eater that desk wasn't our desk it was some guys that we borrowed so he took the weed eater and he like put it down you know and he was like what a cut i go fucking grab it fucking slam it fucking <laughs> rip the fucking thing he's like oh, yeah 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 because you know if the whole world wanted to see that weed eater kill for 40 fucking years so we oh, got yeah to- he yeah. wouldn't have he wouldn't have been nice with it, you know. So, <laughs> that was Dude, it. that kill was crazy too. Like you what's it like to fucking bisect a person on set? Like how much goes into that shit? Dude, so Kelly Ellison flew up um uh Sanchez, which by the way, that's that's Vasquez from Aliens. That's how I wrote dude, it. Dude, I was gonna fucking say yeah. that. 100 percent dude, because it's all 80s, you know. And what right. was more badass from the 80s than than aliens? None of them, none of them, right? Even huh. the final girls, they live. Hey, Peter, can you say that again for Darren, please? <laughs> I'm not a big aliens fan, so he this busts my balls over face. it all the time. Dude, you gonna you gonna kick him out right now? Just we'll we'll continue this. <laughs> I don't I can't explain exactly. The it's it's Thank similar you. to a rape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like that, Peter. <laughs> um, so so uh she came up and got completely body casted by Brooks. And then so that scene was supposed to be so much more than it was. It's funny when you're directing and making films, you're like, this is gonna go great, and this is gonna be less, and it always is the opposite. So her whole body is casted. I mean, her nipples. To everything is casted. We took the guts, Amos effects made guts for a day, put all the guts inside of her, sealed her up, put in all kinds of hoses and everything inside of her. And you'll see in the outtakes in the behind the scenes, 
we take the weed eater and hit that body, it bounces. It bounced <laughs> off a fucking weed eater, which will cut a goddamn tree, bounced right. off her like 10 times. And every time it bounced off her, it left a huge mark on it. Oh, shit. So that's why when you cut and you see it inside her already, that's we had to show it already inside when yeah. the guts were flipping like that. So she's the whole body's chained up on from the top to the bottom so it would hold because you don't want it to sway when it hits. And what happens is homage to three. We cut the floor out. We get an $800 piece of plexiglass. And I wanted to reenact part three where the guy was doing the handstand. Yeah. And he got cut in half mm. with the camera below. So that's what we did. And it wasn't until I was there that I was like, you know what, dude? Let's The bullet's going to fly out. Let's throw the fucking bullet on the floor. And that was Gene. Jason Brooks is the one who throws the bullet right there. That was a really fucking awesome, yeah. like, just. That, that made uh, it idea yeah it was so cool because earlier she swaddles it taking a shot like where's that from god damn it i was just gonna say that it's a war movie right or no no uh, it's from fucking the crow yeah yeah god damn it, Fire it, up. Fire it up. yeah Fire that's right i'm like yeah. i know i fucking know this why am i fucking stuttering on it i always i love the crow and and that scene to me was like dude that's fucking crazy you swallow the bullet what if it blows up in you like what yeah, the no shit. <laughs> Yeah, so so I had to get I snuck that in there, and you saw the posters like there's the Terminator Rambo, everything on the wall. Enter the yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. You should have put so, aliens on there, like a big like. I should have. Yeah, he wouldn't have caught so, it though. <laughs> so you only had one chance to to shoot that then, right? Like if you fucked up, yeah, you can't. Then fuck I guess up. that won't be in like, the movie. It's kind of like when they goes, flip the car. Like yeah. we can only do it one time. There goes all that money too, you know. Uh, so let, let me think. Eight hundred. It's probably. Between all the time, the money, the change, the body, her flying out, flying back, the Amos brother, the effects, the cast, the, probably over $5,000 for one second that's in the movie. Damn. Yeah. But it worked out good. when. So then we just had her spill her guts out, you know, with that shot right there. And I love how yeah. she just gives up. She's like, fuck it, you know? Yeah, that was cool. She's like, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. You she know, was so funny? gangster about it, man. Just like Vasquez would have been. She would have done the yeah. same fucking thing, I bet. When That's I sent cool the movie to, to Manfredini when he was doing some of the scoring, he called me and he talks kind of nasally. And he's like, Peter. And I was like, yeah. He's like, I love the fucking line. With the fast team, I go. What 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 line, Mister Manfredini? When she goes, what are you gonna do? Stare at my tits all night, or, or are you gonna raise me? He goes. He goes. What he said. I'm thinking about doing a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> he loved that that line 100. That's fucking funny. awesome. Yeah. That whole that whole last half hour with Jason in it, like the same instrumentals playing. Where where'd you get the music and like the the soundtrack or the score or whatever from? I know Manfredini did the the score, right? But like, what about that band that's playing that last half hour? So, um, there's Fred Mullen did a lot of Part Seven also. So I contact if you if if you look at the credits for Seven, there's Manfredini and Fred Mullen, who's a Canadian guy. So I got with Fred Mullen, got some stuff from him. And then we had some bands. Um, some, I should know the name. We had the band submit some some music and we used some of that in there. Oh, cool. It's in the end credits. Okay. And yeah. then uh, that Kiss from a Rose, man, that was in the trailer. Like it's so, it's like it's already a good song. But then like the way whoever's singing that has just made it so creepy and it just, it made the, the trailer would be so different if that song wasn't playing in it, man. It was a good one, choice. The first one was Run. Is it called Run? 
there was a recover of the first one. I got to go back and watch it, but that the was flock a of seagulls or whatever. Yeah. The yeah, that and I ran so far away or whatever. And I ran so I did not run. So <laughs> that's like the new thing in the last like five years with these Hollywood movies. They're using these like theatrical versions of the song. So that's what we yeah. want to do to make it like fresh. And then and then Jessica's um, Jessica Hopman who played Young Tina. That's her song, New Blood, at the end of the movie. Okay. Which is I don't has a new blood. That's her man. She wrote that within like a week and and sang it, and we put it in. Oh no shit! That's yeah. cool. I didn't know that at all. That's awesome. Does she have any more music out there that we can check out or what? Tons. The band's called Giveth G I V E T H, and okay. um, you could look them up. They they just released an album. Her and her boyfriend Ben are the ones who who are part of that band. Um, but yeah, that song new new blood is is unbelievable. So I just like told her, hey. Here's like some bullet points from part seven. Here's some bullet points from Rosebud. Do what you got to do. And if you listen to it, it's all about Tina and everything. It's pretty good. Cool. I can't wait to check that out, man. I love music as much as yeah. I love horror music. So I, I mean, horror movies. I sent you some of my raps, right? Yeah. Yeah. You remember yeah. Uh, my fucking little remake of Big Pimpin'? Uh, yeah, the fucking yeah. Jason Voorhees remix? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit was ridiculous. I was just fucking around. I had a fucking 12-pack in me. I'm like, Peter, I'll think this is funny. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I did. But I yeah, did. I got a song coming in, uh, in Bloodlines, actually. I don't know if it'll be in the movie or not, but it'll definitely at least be on the soundtrack. I signed the release forms and everything, so that's pretty fucking cool. I'm excited about that. I got a beat that I have in blood. So I was supposed to do a song called Voorhees, a rap song, but I took a bunch of beats from six and seven and made my own beats. I made the whole beat song, but I never sang over it. So Brooks, it'll be in the soundtrack with yours too, but there's no, oh, there's kick no, ass. no words, but Oh, I got one more fucking Easter egg that I know you guys didn't catch. Do you remember <laughs> when we got the fucking crazy eight ball? Remember that back in the day? Oh yeah. Yeah. And he shakes it. It was like, yes, no, maybe, or I don't know. Right. Whatever the fuck they were. Um, and the guy goes, what's wrong, doc? He goes, oh, my sister, you know, she's supposed to marry this FBI agent Mahoney, but I think he's shooting off his gun behind doors. So in part nine, and Jason goes to hell, when the FBI blows up Jason, the camera goes first person view of a guy just walking around. A guy goes, great job, Mahoney, and high fives him as an FBI agent. So in my story, his sister is dating that guy. Oh, cool. Yeah, That's awesome, man. Yeah, there's so many well, little ones like that. Yeah, is there any more? We're at the one hour mark. I don't know how long you want to go, but uh, is there anything uh, else you want to say or pitch? Like, you got any other movies or projects you're working on, you or what? Plug anything or? Uh, I'm I'm gonna do. It's it's gonna probably be another year, but there's a movie, a big movie called Z Dead End with Kane Hodder by and Felicia Rose and uh, a bunch of guys, a bunch of people that are in it. Uh, Robert Resto is the director, and I actually do a scene on screen where I change. I have lines with Kane. Oh, so, that's amazing. Yeah, it's sometime this year, probably in the summer, we're going to film it in New York, and um, which is great because it's only like an hour and a half from me. Um, so that's what I'm looking for. And then I'm still promoting the crap out of Rosebud. I'm going to do probably going to do a movie called Laugh, which you're going to love, Darren. Cool. It's about clowns. <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. So, so, and that's when I'm going to have Terry Kaiser be my father. I'm going to be in it. That's going to be a 100% original written cast, go to Amazon kind of thing. Because I've already done the fan film thing a lot. So I want to dive into actually make money maybe once, you know? Yeah, right. No shit. Yeah. At least get out of debt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pay that 90 grand back or whatever. So that's so a lot of these people that are in SAG, like Steve Dash and, and uh, CJ Graham, like I think the minimum they're allowed because it's a union. So I think the minimum they're allowed is like $900 a day. Is that 
is that accurate or like do you have to pay these guys because of the union it's like 1500 dollars a day what they oh, what, shit. what those guys do um all of them um they probably don't want you to tell you, they defer their money so we take the money and we give it to the charity and that's how it works. But the okay. money has to change hands. Cause it's like a union. You can't get away with not paying somebody, you know? Right. Right. So yeah. that's what it is. They can do it. I can't make money. And, the, and if you're not going to pay them, um, you defer the money to a charity and you yeah, show You it. don't want to end up like Jimmy Hoffa. You better pay the fucking union. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love seeing all these guys come back, man. Cause if it wasn't for guys like you, uh, they might not be working. They'd just be doing the convention circuit. So it's so fucking awesome to see people like Felissa Rose, Kane Hodder, CJ Graham, fucking yeah. Lar Park Lincoln come back, dude. Like Nick. And yeah. you're like, it's just, it's fucking great, dude. It's so cool, man. Dude, I was at the premiere and, you know, and we're, we're at like a panel and we're doing it all. And they're all talking about like me and the movie and the passion, how they always wanted to come back together. And I'm just sitting there, man. It's like, is this fucking happening? You right. know, how did I sat in this room with my underwear on writing a script for like three days. And here I am in a fucking premiere with a red carpet with my heroes. I mean, like I said, that one, can I get these fucking lights on now? Here, like that one part seven right there that's the part seven shadow box oh sweet yeah man so you got some really gnarly jason shit yeah oh, i got fucking all kinds of shit oh, everything's a mess because i'm doing all the uh perks and stuff but did you see the the part four fucking one hold on i got this one too the other day oh, remember when tommy was playing zaxon yeah oh sweet <laughs> yeah from right. part four that's fucking amazing <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. cool as fuck. I got so much shit. And then over here in part three, remember when she was reading the Fangoria and she got killed? Right. Oh, that's it right there. Oh wow, that's oh, cool. Wow. That's all part three signed by Brooker and stuff. And there's part six over there and seven and four and everything. So crazy. Is this screen yeah. use stuff, or is this just shit that you that you went out and bought? Like, oh, that Fangoria, I need that fucking issue to shadow box it. That one's screen used. The rest of the stuff is just stuff that I bought. That's I have awesome. These like seven masks, and they're all signed. And there's variant masks. Like, I have the Chrome Nine, really made of Chrome, signed by Kane and everything. Oh fuck, that's nice. crazy. From the you cover. Think that- you think that you'll do conventions and, and be a vendor as uh, the director of Roseblood or what? I'd love to see you come to the Chicago scene, man, like Days of the Dead and shit. I'm trying, man. I got, I was actually going to go to a show for Vengeance as an actor way back when, and then the show fell through. And then I'm doing one in Connecticut um, in September. Uh, my agent's trying to get me at, a, at another one. But we'll see. I would love to do Days of the Dead. I would love to do Days of the Dude, it's so fun. That's where horror comes to party. Like, that's their fucking tagline. So, yeah. like, the people are just walking around drinking and shit. Like, Kane Hodder's just got tequila. He's always got two nice-looking ladies next to him. He's talking <laughs> shit to everybody. Uh, yeah. He he goes down to the bar afterwards and just gets fucking hammered. He's cool. He's not a jerk-off or nothing, you know. Yeah. But a lot, of, a lot of these people just come and get fucked up with the fans, and then they walk. You're all staying in the same hotel. Yeah. So, like, it's so easy to, like, just ride the fucking elevator with Alex Vincent on accident, you know. Like, oh, yeah. shit. It's, yeah. Days of the Dead is awesome, man. It's really Dude, cool. It's funny you say that because Monster Mania, I, I put the picture up the other day with me in the Savini outfit doing the shot of tequila with Kane because that's what we do. We would drink and do tequila. But right up there, right there is Mad Monster Chicago when the last time Kane was in part seven outfit. And that's me, Kane, and Lar in that picture right there. 
Oh, that's crazy. And this is way before Roseblood. Like, yeah, I flew out by myself. It's funny because we were just doing a picture with Kane, and then Lar's agent said, Hey, for $20, do you want Lar to be in the video? I'm like, Yeah, fuck yeah. So, oh, yeah, like, I told her, I'm like, Do you remember me in Chicago? And she's like, Yeah. I'm like, So, three years after that, I just decided to make a continuation of seven, and it happened. Just fucking amazing. That's fucking cool. How do you wow. get a hold of them? Like, I'm not. I'm not doing that to step on toes. I'm genuinely curious. Like, how do you, you got to go through the agent or is it just email or what the fuck? So Steve Dash, uh, I knew him for vengeance. And then CJ, um, I kind of knew him through Kane. Kane, I knew Kane. Um, Lar, there's a fan called John, uh, I forgot John, John Wood. And I was trying to get Lar for set for um, Rosebud. When I first came up with the script, we didn't have Lar. It was like a couple days in. And they're like, why don't you get Lar? And I was like, okay, how do I do her? So I did the Facebook thing. Doesn't work. I'm, I'm part of IMDb Pro, but they usually have an agent. It's always a nightmare. He gave me like her personal email. And oh, uh, cool. she answered it and then said, hey, call me. And then it just went from there. I mean, if you go to IMDb Pro, if you if you get Pro, it has their agents and their numbers. And yeah. their I, I've got I've got Pro on, on my phone. Yeah. Oh, that's it's cool. Different. I had no idea. That's yeah. awesome. You think you and Jason Brooks will ever work in the future on anything? Again, I'm sure. Yeah, you know what I was thinking, dude? If I don't want to do it because I'm tired of losing money, but if I was ever going to do a fan film, hopefully you'd fucking like this. It would be Phantasm, Jason Brooks, Tall Man. Oh, shit. That'd be crazy. Right? That'd be fucking wild. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. That'd be pretty <laughs> sweet. I, I think probably... Jason could pull it off too, man. He's one of the better actors. And like when he played that redneck dude, oh, dude. And, like it's so fucking funny. <laughs> so good. Dude, he, he went live one time right after that as Louie in the whole costume. Dude, he's so fucking smart and funny. Like fans were just shooting shit out of nowhere. And he was just coming back with one liners. You know, he was, he, he really good like that. <laughs> like, well, you, you must put your tampon in with a Nerf gun. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? That is hilarious. Or like when he meets Jason in the woods and he's like, you smell like a donkey queef on a pair of hillbilly balls. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he might, that guy is called Don Shell, who's Jason. So Jason Brooks, who's six, five, three quarters plays uh, Louie. Well, the guy Don Shell is like five, eight. So the guy Don Shell, we put into a uh, the the vengeance costume. We put him on his big block, like two feet high. So that's why you see him like that. Okay, yeah, because I didn't even I didn't even think of that. Like, duh, he plays Jason. It's like, who the fuck did they get to do that? Because that dude is huge. Yeah, yeah, that's you, awesome. You tough, Mickey Myers. Yeah, Mickey <laughs> Myers. That's fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, he Jason told me that that whole one percenters like once one percenters throwing shit away. He said that yeah. was an ad lib part. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty fucking funny. I love it. Yeah, I love uh, make that two beers to go. Yeah, <laughs> he's just crazy, dude. Yeah, who the hell put the tree in the middle of the road? <laughs> yeah, like officer he's, fucker. Yeah, he's the comic relief for that. Yeah, I he uh, he gets his fucking head pulled off, and that was a great kill. But I hope that they can do yeah. some kind of flashback with the guy and bring him back because he's just too cool of a character to not have around. Hey, you want to want to break some ground today? Huh. Let's do it. I, I helped write part two. And let's just say your wish might come true. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. Kick ass, man. In one way or another, because he's just so awesome. Yeah, he's he's too yeah, cool I'm, to not have I definitely around. have him back. Yeah. Sure. And if you, if you know Brooks, he's nothing like that. He's right. real quiet and like, he don't talk for like two hours, you know? Uh, and, and he's like, not like that at all. He's not cocky. He's not. So with that character is just like, who is this? Right. You know, it's amazing. 
no one can do it better than him either. Like he invented that character, so it's that's one hundred percent him. It's fucking genius. I love yeah. it. He has the dip, and he's got his eyes all big and shit walking around. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awesome. That originated in a different movie, right? In like a short or something. He's played that character. So I think in the barn too with Ari Lehman, I think he's that character again or some other movie. I forget. Oh, damn. And then he was in a, two other movies with that and then vengeance and everything. Cause it's such an awesome character. Yeah. You know? Oh, oh. And, 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 um, Friday 13th up all night. Did you ever see that one? I don't think so. No a nightmare on Elm street up all night. Um, pretty good short Jeremy Brown made with Matt Shaw and the girl that was going to be my Tina. Uh, I'll send it to you. I'm on the wall and it says warning, pretending to be transsexual transgender don't let him in the bathroom it's a picture of me <laughs> but um in that movie louis at the bar and talk shit i'll send you the link i'd love it. to see it yeah that'd be cool man <laughs> and uh all right cool yeah I'll, I'll watch it right after this all right um cool. well we'll let you go man I, I truly appreciate you hopping on with us man and if you ever want to make some music together i'd fucking love to dude i'll fucking yeah. i'll send you a beat and we can fucking get down and spit some dude. shit if you can, I, I have no more time to make beats. So yeah, when I settle down with the Blu-ray and stuff in, in May, April, if you can make beats, we'll we'll do something. I'll send you a song, but every, I'll have the hook, everything done. I'll, all you need to do is spit a verse and send it back. We'll fucking do it that way. 100%. 100%. All right, cool, man. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and I'll see you tomorrow in the yes, fucking sir. trivia. I'm really excited about it. Hopefully <laughs> I win that fucking hand. I'll have yeah. to tune in. Yeah. Audi, <laughs> thanks for having me on too, man. Yeah, really yes, sir. It. I really appreciate it. Um, Thank you for coming on. Thank you for giving us your time. I know you're a busy man and uh, we appreciate it a Thank lot. You. Thank we you. Do. Awesome. All right. You keep making them. We'll keep watching them, brother. Yeah. I'll talk to you later, man. I mean, Good night. later, dude. So there it is. What a fucking cool guy, right? Like, yeah, man. <laughs> down to earth. Like I see no we ego. Whatsoever. No, we probably could have went like a whole another fucking hour, but I'm like, I don't know what he's up to. We didn't yeah. talk about time or anything, yeah. so he kind of got to give like, it. Kind of got to give it there. You know, the the ball is in their court. You know, we could always have him back too if if the if the listeners think that was too short of an episode. I'm sure he would be more than happy to come back and then oh, we absolutely. can we can uh because I want to get into his rowdy days and and things like that. I'm yeah, sure he's more, a, more he's like a personal. take no shit kind of guy. Yeah, and I I just. I'd love to hear some stories of him busting some fucking heads. <laughs> He's a fucking rad dude. I really appreciate having yeah, him on, I, man. I, you know, I, I like again. I'd have to go back and I gotta rewatch it. I missed all that shit. You know what I mean? I, I guess more. I was just more in tune to just just watch it and just at least get it out of the way, like watch it and see what it's about. But now that he has told us about the little Easter eggs and stuff, like, holy shit. There's a lot I missed too. Apparently yeah, like I had no fucking clue about any of that shit. Yeah. I didn't either. I was like, well, like I caught some of them, you know, but man, it yeah. just, it really makes me want to watch it again. I can't wait for the fucking Blu-ray to come out, dude. I'm yeah, excited I see about the behind that. The scene stuff. I see that's pretty cool. Yeah. And listen to his commentary. He was, <laughs> he was telling us, uh, he, he did a commentary just last night. So that's really fucking cool. Yeah. Like I just appreciate his time, man. And yeah. like I said, he just fucking he's like, dude, I just woke up like five minutes ago. And he's like, but I ain't missing this fucking show. Like, that's so cool because <laughs> he don't know what shit. He didn't have to fucking do that. No, we didn't no. we didn't pay him. You know, yeah. he just wanted to hang out with us. And that's pretty that's cool. really I, cool. I definitely man. I definitely see him coming back in the future. I mean, just maybe just have him on just to 
kind of be that third person on on a movie review or something. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. That was for Ben. One of those type of guys you like, man. Let's just just have him back on. (laughs) No, we have. Yeah, we absolutely will. We'll wait a little little while. And like like I said, I could have kept the. I'm sure we could have kept going. And I kind of. I don't know, but I just didn't know what he had going on. So I was like, oh fuck it, you know. Yeah. We we talked about Roseblood and got everything out of there, and I just didn't want to take up too much of his time. But next time, uh, we'll we'll have him back on. I know he'll come back on. He's a fucking rad guy. Like that. (laughs) Hey. My buddy, he's in the army. Um, he understands. <laughs> oh, the rip it, yeah, yeah. rip it energy, dude. I, I'm telling you, this was our fuel on the planet. This was our fuel in um, Iraq, dude. This was. I lived off these, man. A cooler with water, and then a cooler with nothing but rippets. Fuck yeah, dude. My I could bleed rip it, but anyway, uh. That's it, man. I, everybody that's tuned in and watched, we appreciate it. Um, After this, me and Audie will hop on and do a mini-sode for the, all of our patrons, all of our Patreons. So if you want to see more content, all the extra behind-the-scenes shit and us just fucking around and being silly, please uh, hop on our Patreon and, and donate five bucks. What What's the least they can do? Like three bucks it, a month? I think it's five, and then the most is ten, and... uh. You get your perks. Uh, I'm yeah. still learning the system on it. Uh, I think Once ten dollars uh, is behind the scenes, and and oh shit, what else do we give? Well, the merch we got merch coming in about merch. a month or two, and then as soon as we get merch, if if you're a Patreon, we're not going to sell our like we're going to sell our T-shirts to people who aren't patrons. But if you're already a patron, you're going to get that shit for free. So yeah. there you go, right there. Fucking five dollars a month is all we ask. We truly appreciate it. A uh, big shout out to our Patreons, our producer, uh, Ben Newman. He's the shit. Thank you so much. We got Brent Kopaka. We got Ryan Merriman. We got Chandra Daler. She's our new uh, producer slash patron. We really appreciate you all. Thank yeah, you so much. And then everything. we got two other randos who still have yet to update <laughs> their name. Update your name so we can give you a producer yeah, rights. So, we, so uh, the two randoms will uh, um, thank you. We'll call them. What do we want to call them? We'll call them John Doe's and. John and Jane Doe. I guess they're a married couple from fucking... Whatever. You know? I don't know. But anyway, we'll get off here and we'll uh, get into the mini episode for the Patreons, the producers. I'm sorry. Um, Don't forget to to drink Rippets. (laughs) Yeah. Rip it up, baby. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Don't blame us. Yeah, if you missed this, please don't blame us. It'll be on Spotify. It'll be everywhere if you missed it, so... Go get a can of Rip It and fucking watch it somewhere else. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to our little Passion Project podcast. Remember, we go live every single Friday night, same damn time, same damn channel. So if you miss it, don't blame us.